my my oldest has a similar beach issue as Eric does, and we had leftover hamburgers for uh, lunch today. And I swear to God, I was out in the backyard doing yard work, and I thought she came in and a- came out and asked if I wanted boogers for lunch. <laughs> Let's roll. Uh, there we go. All right, everyone. Welcome it. to this episode of the Disaster Dads. I'd like to thank Dan for uh, helping walk us into that introduction, so I appreciate it. This is the 32nd episode, and besides hearing the lovely dulcet tones of Dan, who's on the podcast, I've also got the rest of the crew. We've got Joe, Robin, Frank, and Rob and myself, but we are happy to have Joe back, and uh, we do not have the strong beard strength going on, but he... He is trying, dear listeners. He is really trying hard. Uh, I think he heard the disturbance in the force when he missed the last taping and has been working hard to, to do that. And, wow, he really just doesn't like that we keep talking about this. I'm getting that look from him. <laughs> no, that's I just can't grow face. a beard, okay? I can't grow a beard. <laughs> well, we go- You're lucky I'm still here. That's true. I could have... <laughs> All right. Now I've now Thanks, that I've said Joe. something, I've it I've met my quota lot. for the episode. I'm going to shut up now. <laughs> At least we'll hear episodes. nothing from him for the rest of the episode. Yeah. We're, we're Just remember to go ahead and put your speakerphones on mute. Yeah. <laughs> 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 eh. That's that'll ruin all the fun. But um, but anyways, so again, thank you all for joining us. You can find us uh, on your favorite podcasting listening services, um, and you can also check us out at DisasterDads.com, on Twitter at DisasterDads, on the Facebook at DisasterDads, and I think that's the only places we are. So um, thanks again for joining us. Pinterest. No, we we don't. Do we have a Pinterest Pinterest. board? Does someone do that? I honestly, I I don't think any of us did because. What is Pinterest? (laughs) <laughs> no, no, not your personal account. <laughs> Are you the? He's he's just scrolling through apps now. He's just yeah. He's he just he's just looking at his phone. He's just looking at his phone <laughs> to see. No, I'm sitting here looking at Joe's fire helmet that he's never getting back. <laughs> and you're you're putting that on grinder. See how many? No, but seriously, Robin, if you do want a helmet, send me your address and I'll. Send you. <laughs> Send a self-addressed fox to Dan, yeah. and he'll send it right back to you. I'm going to swat you. You have no idea how pissed <laughs> I am. I'm... What's that? You want me to put it on for the episode? Uh, That'd be oh, good. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to be doing a Disaster Dads auction. So if you'd like to bid on Joe's helmet, please just tweet us how much you think it's worth, at Disaster Dads, oh, yeah. and just let us know. Uh, those at Price is Right rules here who uh, – nope. Nobody in Ohio is eligible because chances are they're related. (laughs) Family, family, and members of the Disasters Ads podcast are not eligible. Neither are people living with a Sterling address nor Ohio addresses will be accepted. (laughs) I'm just going to run. Would you like to put my house number in the episode? I'm not sure people can find me easy enough. Well, we could if you wanted to, Uh, but we won't. We won't do that. But again, uh, Price is Right rules. Just tweet us at Disaster Dads, and we can at least send you part of it. Oh, no. We'll cut it into pieces and put it together, and then we'll have a Disaster Dads uh, meetup, and everyone will bring their pieces, and they'll put it together. No, we, right. we, go Indiana, we go Indiana Jones on this. We cut it into four pieces and make Joe find them, travel the globe. Well, we have to defeat his power somehow. 
<laughs> yeah, that's so we we cut the helmet up and distributed across the globe. Yeah, we have to make National it really hard zone. We have to make it really hard and put it in places where it won't look like in the place where we prepare for the podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> he will never find it then. Uh, all right. At least we'll make him plan one so he talks the whole time and forgets to look around. Yeah. Uh, so this week, dear listeners, we are going to talk about um, it, the Marine Corps Marathon was run today. And so we're going to just do a re, uh, little bit of a. Um, I don't know, memory lane walk for us. We all enjoyed working the Marine Corps Marathon. I'm kind of sad to have missed it. So talk about some of our favorite pieces of the Marine Corps Marathon, stuff that we've learned, um, you know, different pieces on that. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about the Great American Shakeout, which happened October 19th at 10. Sweet. Say what? We? Sweet. Oh, yeah. Can't wait. You, I know that you followed what and did what you were supposed to do. So uh, we're going to see if anyone else did what they were supposed to do. And uh, hopefully that if you did something for the Great American Shakeout, you can hit us up on Facebook and let us know. Uh, and Dan will get back to you. Uh, and then um, we'll close out a little bit. We'll close out by talking a little bit about um, – uh, you know, some men's health stuff. We're coming up to November. So if anyone has done that, um, you know, we tr- well, I'll try that one time. And actually we, we look like we, if we all had, be, uh, just had our mustaches right now, it would be a little pedophile roll sit up here. It's, uh, the pedo bear would be the new logo for disaster dad. So there's a reason we all try to grow a beard because mustaches for some reason do not look good on any of us. Uh, sorry guys. Um, but so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Somebody else start talking because this is just. <laughs> yeah, this is um, really. Kind yeah. of, so we're so gonna, Marine Corps Marathon was this weekend, yeah, huh? Yeah, yeah. All right. So, well, I figured we'd give our listeners like a little backgrounder on what the Marine Corps Marathon is, being that it's the fourth largest marathon in the country. 30,000 so runners. That you run. That feels you, a little you, passive aggressive towards our listeners. Yeah. Like, all right, spoon feed them, Joe. Let's 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 get into it. Come I don't know. Here. If somebody said, like, you know, the Great Escape Marathon in Colorado <laughs> Springs, Colorado, you, we'd all be like, well, I don't care. I, I think half this panel would know that one. You, you're pretty much reading off of Wikipedia, aren't you? I, I was, yes. <laughs> That's very good. Wait, also, wait, just, Robin, remember, Robin, just remember. It's called preparation there, Robin. H. Um. <laughs> Robin, this is where you pull the uh, medal out from when you ran that and finished it. Uh, as the as the only one that has even possibly run it you have run i i almost ran i I almost bought a a, uh bid transfer for marine corps two weeks ago but then i remember my wife and daughter were out of town this weekend so i wasn't gonna be able to go but i almost spur of the moment oh little man could have done it right we'll have to get back to things and fine We'll have to get back to figuring out what the hell a bib transfer is. I don't even know what that means. The the, the number that you wear on your shirt, if someone can't make the race, you they can put it up and sell it, and then someone else takes it and puts your name on it. So is it like Ticketmaster for crazy people who run marathons? It, yes. So they it's, upcharge? It's, yes. it's yeah. the stub, stub No, they don't stub upcharge, hub. but it's, it's the like stub, stub Yeah, because it, it is actually a hard marathon. It's a hard race to get into. Um, and, and it sells out decently quick. So, and you can't just hand your bib over to somebody else. No, I had no idea. That's, I that's most races are like that. You'd have to purchase it and then it's kind of like a re-registration. Huh. Yeah. It's yeah, easy to do, but I, yeah, I was like, I've never run a marathon, but I've done 10 miles. So I was like, I wonder if I could pull this off. My wife was like, yeah, I wouldn't put it past you, but I'm out of town. So no, no dice. 
Yeah, I I so. didn't even know that existed, but um, but no, Joe, please give us a little more history in the Marine Corps Marathon because that's all I got. That's all you got. <laughs> that's all I got. Oh, oh, geez. The uh, the official mascot is Miles. Uh, it's a it's either a bear, a cat, or a dog. I'm not entirely sure. Now he's uh, reading off of Wikipedia. <laughs> no, it's because I got I I always would get my picture taken with the guy in the goddamn suit. Right. Uh, and I just remember that his name. You mean was it's Mar- not a real bear, dog, or cat? <laughs> no, cat. Dan, no, the Dan. Marine Corps. There is a Marine Corps mas- mascot, which is Chesty, uh, named after Chesty Polar, which is a bulldog. Yeah, and Dan, we got our picture with that dog, and that dog was awesome. Yeah. Well, and the, the his like, handler was like getting really nervous because they promoted the dog before they promoted him, like yeah. a week before the race, and he was really worried that like uh, Lance Corporal was going to be walking around as sergeant. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. But no, so we've all, and I think I did like, I think I've done eight. And I did uh, five, five or four, five. I know I'm in the five range. Yeah. And, and let's just be clear: we're not running this oh, race. We're no. working no. this race. No, no, we are. No, damn, no way. No, the only person we're working EMS support. So, Robin, when did you run? Yo. Did you run it? I didn't run Marine Corps. I ran uh, um, the Tyler Marathon and then the at the end of my uh, Ironman or the two that I've done so far. But I will say, like, the so two, I only did the two, did the two Ironmans that you've run. Corps. Let's just slip that in. The two Ironmans just, that you've run. Let's no one. Oh, just one. Oh, OK. Yeah. He's, he's uh, two marathons. Was marathons. Oh, Iron Man. Yeah, yeah. But I remember. So, so Eric, I remember we did three. I did three Marine Corps marathon staffing it when when I was there, and I remember you and me being on bike team on. Uh, uh, which bridge is that? Right by the Pentagon. Um, where the Air Force Memorial is now and everything. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's Fourteenth Street. Fourteenth right? Street, three ninety five. Yeah, 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 I remember being. On that and just going, no way in hell am I ever running a marathon. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of changed, I guess. <laughs> just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, no, so we did we did one year, yeah. We were on a bike team that had to do, because they break it into sectors, and so we were down in the uh, Crystal City area and then mm. transferred us over to, like, the Roslyn area. So you would follow the mass of people. So they had everyone spread out, and then as it kind of ended, you would just tag along and follow different groups but yeah i did bike team one year uh, i did a gator with frank one year no it wasn't a gator so it was the um it was the golf carts it was those it was golf carts those, yeah those what was it they weren't even part of the uh they weren't even part of the county supply they were bought for uh, no they were they were they were part county, of the counties they were county owned. yeah they were yeah they were golf carts but instead of having the two seats side by side the driver and passenger the driver was in one seat, and then the passenger was on was directly behind the driver. So all yeah. the weight is on one side. It's all on one side. Yeah. So and the passengers on the yeah, other. Like the tail, you were the tail gunner. You were yeah. the tail gunner on the golf cart. Exactly. But yeah. I thought oh, they you, were, wait, you were waiting for that thing to do the the Flintstone tip when oh, with the rack yeah. of ribs. Yeah. No. So if Eric was driving it. No. No. Frank was my driver. Um, uh, and uh, uh, dear listeners. Frank and I are not exactly small individuals, so to put the two of us to get down there, I had to ride. I remember because you had to drive it from um, the uh, logistics that was way down in uh, Crystal City. City. That was that was 
closed because of storm damage, structural damage. It was what is that called when you're not allowed to go into it? It's um, condemned. It was condemned. Condemned. Thank you. But it was still actually logistics. So you had to go into the condemned building to get all your supplies, and then we had to drive it all the way down. And I had to ride. I had to act like the patient because even without a patient in it, we were we were maxing that one side out. So then when we did get a patient, I had to run next to Frank through the crowd, uh, carrying the gear because it was it was not pretty. And that was the year that they had all of the um, school buses lining along the finish line because they were worried that someone was gonna. There had been some incident. Uh, no, what was it? That was the, was that the year that there was the shooter that was shooting yes. the that was doing, recruiting stations? Shots. Yeah, doing that. Yeah. And that was also, I think the Pentagon got shot at around that same time too. Got that was the same time shot. frame. Yep, same guy. Yeah. I and believe so we, same guy. We had to, they had all of the school buses, but they forgot to leave room so you could get patients out. So you had to go like half mile up or a half mile down to get around where the patients yeah. were coming in. And so, yeah. So I got a good run in that year, running next to Frank Holland patients. That one was memorable to me. But so, yeah. So anyways, we've all done different things, either in the ambulance, on the golf cart, in a UTV, or on a bike. Or then some of us were actually on foot, um, like in the start line finish area, right? Yep. Done that. Yeah, I've done bike teams in Crystal City with Joe. Eric, you and I had a cart at the finish line one year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I was just saying, I know I've worked with Rob and Vilps. Yeah, I can't I think, think of you and I else. did one one year, Joe, didn't we? Uh, yeah, maybe. Up by the Netherlands. Uh, oh, come on. No, oh, the Carillon. Yeah. Yeah, the finish. That's that's the finish. Yeah, yeah. we may have. Where's uh, the? I know I did one with is. Eric. I know I did one with Eric. At least one with Eric. Maybe more than one with Eric. <laughs> I remember Rob's and I's. That Very was, well. That's the classic year. That's oh, classic yeah. Year. Um, for motor vehicle shenanigans, both ours and the other. You remember the uh, car going the wrong way up? Uh, oh, yes. Columbia Pike? And yeah. Anyway, um, but just also the thing that I remember about Marine Corps, because it was really painful, is so this is a, an event run by, spoiler alert, the Marine Corps, which means that the briefing, the Operations briefing was at what? 4.15? Yes. Four, uh, five right around there. 5 a.m. Yeah. But we, you had to get there early. You, but you're like, you have to check in at 4 or 4.15. Earlier because you have to do a sweep brief, of all the vehicles. Right, because they got to do the bomb sweep of everything. And then they do the briefing at, yeah, like 4.45 or 5. Yeah. Um, but we would get there. <laughs> the Marines that were already there for like two hours before we got there at 4 or whatever – getting everything set up. Um, well, they, and they'd all get the, bust in from Quantico. Like they had a muster time of like one something at the oh, uh, football field or at some field at Quantico. And then all of these, you know, what some guy called them butter bars are just fresh. They just got yeah, there. Yeah. So it's not actually Quantico. Here's what, it, here's what they do for the beginning of the race. They have the butter bars, the brand new officer candidate school guys. Yeah. Actually, maybe it is Quantico, but I think some of it's in Florida. It depends on where you do it. But they bring in the brand new second lieutenants who are like super gung ho, ready to go, just like rah rah, let's do it. And those guys were all great. But then at the end of the race, they get those guys out. And at the end of the race, 
they have the drill instructor corps come up from Paris Island with the big smoky bear hats. Yeah. Those guys. And those were the guys that made the trains run on time when you have 30,000 people that just ran 26 and a half miles. And uh, those guys were awesome. Yeah, that was the best. Those guys were amazing. Um, Just remember, if you need to correct anything Dan said or if he said something offensive to you, if you're a member of the Marine Corps that we value so much, please make sure to tweet at Disaster Dad. (laughs) So far, I don't think he's wrong because I remember one time uh, Frank and I got staged like at the start of the race, like mile two or something down. I don't remember where it was. It was by the Starbucks, though. Because I remember we got to park the unit, walk and get a Starbucks, and get back. And oh, that that narrows it down by the Starbucks. I Thanks, know. over by over <laughs> by Spout Run, over one. by Spout Run, yeah. And so it was just me, Frank. I can't remember who our third was, and then there was there was one Marine, and that was all that was there at like I don't know six thirty in the morning or whatnot. He comes over to us because we look semi-official, like with an ambulance and whatnot. He's like, so. Um, they just dropped me off here like half hour ago. What do I need to do? Do you know where they're running? It's like, no, <laughs> we were just told to park right here and pick anyone up that falls down. He's like, Oh, yep. someone's gonna, someone's gonna come around and kind of like check to make sure the cones are in the right place. Right. Um, if not, you know, we know they're not supposed to run up that hill. So we'll just send them down that way. He's like, okay, okay. I'm getting, I, I'm good with that. I'm good with that because they had no phones. They had no radio. Like they had no way to contact anyone because none of the race right. people had actually shown up yet. He was just supposed to like start, you know, setting up the corner and stuff. And he's like, no, no one told me what to do. I just got dropped off here. And I'm really hungry and kind of tired. It was funny. I enjoyed that. Right. And so we're like, do you want a coffee? No, I'm good. And so then we just left them and went and got breakfast from Starbucks. Yep. Now, in terms of memorable patients, not that we can get into too much detail, but Eric, I remember you and I had, do you remember the female Navy corpsman who dislocated her hip at mile 24 and finished the race? Yeah. That was probably the toughest pound for pound person I ever interacted with. No, she, she, finished that thing up and crossed the line got her medal she stood and went through the corrals for the medal and then just kind yes. of df and her, and her right leg was legit like a half inch shorter than it yeah. should have been it was it was not the right color either <laughs> yeah uh, oh my she god she had some problems yeah. going on she, so, yeah yeah so i had her but she wanted to finish M- one of my other memorable ones was i had uh, a woman that broke her ankle at mile 16 and um we got flagged to pick her up at mile 22 and because she was, the ankle was sideways and she was just running on, it wasn't the way a foot should look. And so someone flagged it and they kind of made her quit. And so she wanted us to drive through the finish line so that her chip would, would register. Right. <laughs> and unfortunately we had to go the direct opposite direction and, um, to take her out of there. And she was, um, uh, less than thrilled about that situation. Who else was working the year that they had the cardiac event, like at, at the, the starting at the line? Start, yeah, at the start line. We, yeah, was like, I was working that. Was I think I was working that one. I was near the start. I want to say I was up in Arlington National Cemetery at the time. Yeah, yeah, we, I was working yeah. the start. I think that it was when. So was Shield. Yeah, yeah, 
It was it was crazy because it was like in group one or two, it was a fairly like elite group, right? Because they staggered the start. And some guy just didn't even know he had an issue. And whatever happened, you know, he wasn't hydrated enough or something was going on. He starts running and like within 20 yards of the starting line, he drops just DFOs. Dunn yeah. fells out right there, right in front of a cardiac nurse from GW who hops out from the stands and starts doing CPR on the guy. Yeah. I thought he also had a doctor running behind him. Yes, he had a doctor yes. running so behind him. Like, he was surrounded there was a, at the perfect For GW, time. a doctor from GW. Well, but, but let's be honest, and if I recall correctly, the doctor was not anywhere near helpful in a pre-hospital condition. <laughs> right. Because they wanted he wanted to take him to like his hospital, which was like in Maryland or something. Well he wanted us to yeah. cut through yes, they wanted him to cut through uh the race course and like, no, you can't do it. This this is my hospital and this man has got it's like, well yeah. Luckily, did you know there are other hospitals out there? And I think it was yeah. a, I think it was a something new for him. Yeah. And I just like, could you imagine if you were in like group three and you're lining up to start and one of these like elite world-class runners is 20 yards in front of you and they're like, don't walk to the light. It's not your time yet. Uh, but what? it comes out on the radio and they're like, uh, possible CPR in progress at the starting line. And everyone's like, yeah, what whatever. The? And then one of the medics shows up and is like, uh, we're going to need a transport. <laughs> we're yeah. like, holy shit, it's real. But so so walk through that. You've got this dude at the start, CPR in progress, not in a good shape. The no. best you can get to him is is possibly possibly a gator to haul him out. But there are so many people at the start that that's probably not yeah. even one of your best options. And so you're trying to get a cop maybe we threw or some sort of at least like – something to get to him just to haul him out of the crowd then you have to get right. him on that to get him out to a i mean uh logistically that uh, y you may have all the resources there but you have to get it all to play together to get him out of there and in a timely fashion i mean the oh. start finish line is not if you're gonna if you're gonna df on a race make it like on the course somewhere because the start finish line is hard to get you in and out or get right to you and then get you out that's, yep. that's where if I ever run a race, that's where I'll plan on going. On having your cardiac event. Yeah. <laughs> Except knowing my uh, when we talk about my health structure later, my cardiac event will probably happen on the walk to the start finish line. Not yep. actually after the race has started. So I don't well, know. I remember. I remember. So they have. When everyone finishes, the cool down is like a big walk that you go in Roslyn to. And because UPS is one of the big sponsors, you basically mm -hmm. UPS your. The clothes you're gonna wear after the race to yourself at the end yeah. of the race. It's this like little gimmick that they have, where they have like forty UPS trucks that like oh, caravan. No, it's way more than forty. It yeah, is it's amazing. It's like thirty thousand people. It's, it's like an 100. amazing parade of yeah. UPS trucks that just never. Yeah, that's stop. all full of like sweatpants and flip flops. Uh, <laughs> but uh, anyway, so. Um, we're we're stationed one year by the I, mean, I think it was me and Vilps and I can't remember who else it was it might have been Eric but who knows yeah um we're bought, we're at the cool down area and we're standing with a bunch of the drill instructors from Paris Island and we're watching thirty thousand people walk down this huge street it's this amazing thing to see and all of a sudden like right in front of us out in the middle of this sea of people this guy just drops and you can see people like trying to walk around him and whatever and this drill instructor turns to us and he goes i got it 
walks straight through the pe- doesn't break a step, just marches straight out, gets stands it turns his back to the patient, stands facing thirty thousand people who are now walking towards him, just folds his arms, and looks at them, and it's like Moses in the Red Sea. It's just like zoom. everybody gets out of the way immediately. It was awesome. Yeah, I I know there's a couple calls I could have used him on. One of my yeah. favorites, though, I think, I don't know if I was with you, Dan, or not. It was, I was staged at the finished tent um, and had an access to a unit, but I was, like, helping, uh, I was, like, their third person helping categorize people as they came into the tent and cool down or whatever. And yep. so we're walking around in front, you know, people getting the medals, they're walking up, and there's this guy not looking in too great a shape. We checked on him, bring him up to get him checked out. He turns out to be fine. You know, like, you know, you bring him up to the tent, they do some vitals, have a conversation. He just was tired, and that was great. So you're walking out, you see someone else like that, you're like, ah, I don't know if I'm going to do it, but I'll, I'll go talk to him. So, you know, a couple of us walked over, and the girlfriend was with him, and he's like, yeah. He's not, you know, he's not 100% here, but he's good. Like, you know, well, let's just go get him. The tent's like, you know, 15 yards behind him. We'll go walk there. So we pick him up, walk him back there. He gets in. He's having a nice conversation. You know, I got one arm and uh, the girlfriend sort of has the other. We're walking. I was uh, I was there with you for that one. Yeah. Th- walking, we had a couple of those. Walking him to sit down. All of a sudden, he just, he just gone. Like having a conversation and then just out. And I can't tell you how fast his pants were off. And there was a thermometer in his ass to take his temperature. I mean, I don't think he had fully, like, all his weight had gone into my arm yet from falling. And his no, he, are, and he was just like, and it was just like, good thing he was unconscious. <laughs> yeah, he, we walked him in and he just went ragdoll on our arms. And all of a sudden, two other people grabbed his feet on a bed. That was end of the story. I mean, it was and, it was so fast. I just I had no idea you could move that fast with a thermometer. Yeah. On, and... Not long after that was the guy who walked up and he's like, yeah, I just sprinted the last half mile at the finish and I'm not really feeling that well. My chest is kind of tight. We're like in the tank now. <laughs> <laughs> Two minutes yeah. later, they're calling for a medic unit. We're like, all right, I guess that guy's uh, taking a trip. He's getting a nice ride home. Hey, yeah. <laughs> anything can beat trying to get into the Rosin Metro after the race. Yeah. Yeah. But then there's a whole bunch of, I think you had talked about it, Frank, uh, off air or whatnot about all of the having to go stage down at the um, at the metro station and all the people that it's a really long metro station uh, metro escalator and during the ride down the people that would just kind of pass out or decide they're going to do the cool down walk down the stairs or whatnot or or sit on the yeah. escalator steps that's yeah. you that had about well. three or four transport units sitting right outside the uh, entrance to the metro um, staffed with nurses corpsmen uh, medics EMTs and you get people just pass it out in the metro and you have to go down and, and and retrieve them and then bring them up through that mass of humanity it was ridiculous because the elevators of course would never ever work no they weren't working there. that could be like the one day a year you could have it work no no never mind not going to do that you're always your hope always was is that they would get on the metro and it would then have to stop outside of the response jurisdictional area for the, the Marine Corps marathon. So you'd hope and they'd go either into DC or, or a little farther out the orange line. <laughs> not saying that I was trying to make sure they got hurt somewhere else, but that's what I was going for. I think some of my more trying years though, were trying to ride the bike with Robin everywhere. Those were, <laughs> those are, those are long, those are long days. Those are, well, in your, your, I mean, you're trying to ride, but you don't get as much uh, respect as somebody driving around in a vehicle. 
Oh, we, so people aren't really getting out of your way for that. No, there was an amazing little light light bar on that thing and a little tiny horn. <laughs> beep, beep. <laughs> like, you know, in some in certain circles, that was that, that could get you some respect. Not in those circles, though. Not in those circles. I mean, we did look good in the bike shorts. Yeah, uh, yeah that's, that's yeah, yeah, debatable. Come on no, now. No, I on. didn't. I'd wear bike shorts, and then over top of that, I'd wear the... Um, the EMS shorts. EMS shorts. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, that would chafe. Like before the race even started, it would be bad. It may have been four o'clock in the morning and 15 degrees, but I was still sweating from that ride. Um, and then every year it was always, it's always start nice and cool and then get nice and warm. And there'd be all the layer of clothes. If you've never seen a, a marathon, like all of the runners will start to strip clothes. Like what is it? Like around mile five or so. And mile. Mm-hmm. The start, the gun goes <laughs> yeah. off, and you just see sweatshirts and sweaters yeah. flying out. So they wear they wear disposable jackets or long sleeve shirts or whatever, and you'll see them strewn about the course. Like you go stand on um, the bridge over the GW Park uh, GW Parkway, and you see all the clothes everywhere. Now, what you do is you go to Goodwill, get sweatpants and a sweatshirt, wear those at the starting line. When the gun goes off, you throw those off right away, and then the crews come over. Pick up all those clothes, and guess where they go? Right back to Goodwill. The life cycle of racing clothes. Right. But yeah, and then uh, and then there was always the fun for transports. Uh, last one, and then we can probably move on a little bit. But always trying to get out of wherever you were. There were a lot of or not. No, everyone's kind of quiet, so more stories can come if you have them. But I it was taking the curbs and the ambulances. A couple of the units were able to handle some of the medians to do the U-turns if you needed to. Uh, some of them wouldn't. I don't remember what unit it was, but there are, you know, not hundreds, but a, how many units outside of the area do you think came in to support? Would it be in the hundred? I mean, it would be probably. Yes, mm. it was huge. I remember yeah, it was a massive the battalion. Amount. I remember talking to the battalion chief that was running the transport sector for the day, and he was saying that just with the units that were on scene for the marathon, he was the chief of like the fifth biggest department in the country that day. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So you've got all of these units from, from everywhere. So not knowing exactly where to go. So you try to stage some of the volunteers would, would possibly possibly help out with directions or whatever, but they don't know where they're going. Some of them would try to drive over curbs that couldn't handle or drive over, drive over a median that couldn't handle so they could go in the direction that they knew they were supposed to be going in. I mean, it was always kind of a mess. Um, when I started doing it, ambulances and stuff would stage around the, the start-finish line because that's where a majority of your high-traumatic high, um, cases would be someone that's having some sort of cardiac event or whatever it may be was always there. But then they'd always have people like in a couple parking lots, different routes. So it was kind of a dispersed uh, setup. Uh, towards the end there, they started organizing all the ambulances would be like in one centrally-ish located parking lot. And so then they'd have more gators and stuff spread out throughout the race and have the gators then start bringing people out to where the ambulances could pick them up. That seemed to make a little more sense to me towards the end there. Yeah, logistically, that, would, that was the more sensible thing. It seemed to work well. The remember one year a, they would be at a school i think frank you were there you would be able yeah. to tell better but and you know they would have maybe four to six at the finish line and as they got sent off they would just call from the school and yeah make, make sure that finish line uh lineup was full so i remember one year we were all lined up on uh for those familiar with the <clears throat> with the area um route 50 right by iwo jima we're all staged there there's a big med tent there um and Route 50 is still 
open to traffic and traffic coming down and we're all in the right lane um, and we couldn't get anybody to put cones to block people so they didn't drive in the lane where the ambulances were this one lady comes around the corner not paying attention almost rear ends a police officer he had so pissed off at her he picks up a traffic cone that was sitting on the thing and chucked it at the back of her car nice. freaks her out she stops he's running over to her he's like didn't you not see the massive ambulances parked ahead all the police cars and you still almost rear-ended us uh it, it was it was a pretty funny sight to see mm-hmm. no i will say the um uh working the start finish line for Marine Corps Marathon is what really kind of got me besides the fire stuff, but got me interested in emergency management because it was one of the biggest operations that, that I participated in that tied in with the, um, the County OEM and, and how they worked when you got all the, all the other players and stuff and the plans and all that. So that's what really started getting me interested in the, uh, emergency management side of things. So, so I can blame the Marine Corps Marathon for my, uh, my, uh, graduate school bill. I wonder if I could bill them for that think they'd pay it no. yeah good luck with that yeah i'll see if i can they pay would them. you know if you give them four years of service yeah, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately i'm getting a little too old to pay for some of that now. <laughs> yeah we we're talking about you know a vehicle from the 2000s being too old or whatever i can't believe that yeah, i was like oh yeah yeah i'm uh, getting too old to uh to do some of these uh backup <laughs> career type stuff now so i don't think that's possible oh, yeah. anymore so uh, but no, so anyways, to all who ran and participated and worked and had something to do with the Marine Corps Marathon, congrats to you. It was some of my uh, some of my favorite standbys to do. Gesundheit. Uh, some of my favorite standbys to do besides um, uh, 4th of July, because 4th of July had, had the fireworks that went with it. Um, okay. And also possibly better food that was served, because I always got stationed down by the airport, and the, uh, the airlines, the international airlines would donate meals, and that was always the best yeah. place to go. So uh, if any of you are still working and doing those standbys, when you get 4th of July, ask for the, uh, it used to be Zone 3 down by the uh, the airport. And Metro, Was- Metro Washington Airport Authority gets food donated from airlines, and uh, they'll provide it to uh, uh, first responders. And it's way better than the food that you may most likely not get provided to you by the yeah. uh, county. Uh, or made if by you... The prisoners. I was just going to say, and if you do get some food, it's made by the inmates of the county jail. Yeah. Right. So, um, yeah. that is true. donating food. True? Oh, yeah. It's true. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. true. It's true. Oh, yeah. Get a yeah. sandwich with like a shank in it or something. Well, no. <laughs> yeah. But well, I, would, I just, before we move on to talk about your physical, <laughs> uh, I did just want to say that one of the coolest things to see at the Marine Corps Marathon is. So the end of the so the start and the finish is at the Iwo Jima Memorial, which obviously is a very important memorial for the Marines as a group of people. Uh, one of the very cool things to see is at the end of the day, when the race is over and you've had forty thousand people go over the memorial and it is just trashed. Yeah. All the Marines that are working there line up on one side of the memorial, shoulder to shoulder, and they all have a trash bag in their hand. And they march across the memorial and they pick up every speck of trash that's on that ground. And so, ironically, the cleanest the Marine Corps Marathon is all year is the day after the Marine Corps Marathon when the most people of the entire year have gone across it. And it is just one of the cooler things. If you ever get a chance to see it, it's one of the cooler things you'll ever get to see. 
It is very cold. All right, now let's talk about your physical. <laughs> so, it's, hey, it's nice transition there. Um, <laughs> but, but yes, so it's always, um, again, for anyone that is working. At- Speaking about cleaning up trash. Yes. <laughs> yeah, let's say. Uh, all, right, so all right, so what are we doing? The, the shakeout or the other shakeout well, of your health? <laughs> so Damn, so if we want to talk off. about the Shake Shack, if we want to talk about the Shake Shack, I prefer the strawberry milkshake, but I know that some people prefer the chocolate milkshake. But I'm willing to discuss. I, I don't think there, there's not a. That's a win-win. There, there's no bad decision there. I would lean towards mixing the chocolate with the strawberry. The only bad decision yeah. is vanilla. Well, yeah, because you got to put something in there. Um, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But that's, how? All right, now we'll go Shake Shack, and then Elevation Burger has the uh, has the black cherry shake. You put that with that chocolate. One. Go back chocolate. to Brooklyn. Chocolate, black cherry. Yeah. Black cherry shake. Not what about Oreos? What, what's good. the what's the ruling on Oreos in a shake? Uh, anytime you can it's use phenomenal. an Oreo. Yes. Oreos are always positive. As long okay. as you have a straw big enough to do it. To get because the chunks. the little yeah. chunks get stuck yep. and then you're just like. Yeah, you need, a, you need a hefty straw. You need a high caliber straw. Yeah. <laughs> you need some girth in that straw. Yeah, and it needs <laughs> to have uh, that. All right, so Oreo shakes are in there with chicken parm anytime, any day. All right. Yes. Yeah, that's worthwhile. Uh, And that leads into things that Eric will not be eating in the near future. Oh, yeah. All Um, all right. I really feel like we need to talk about this is the the major news story that just came out today that is of utmost importance to Disaster Dad and Disaster Dad Nation, which is Rob, how did Star Wars go? Oh, epic. with he the young it. sir. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, uh, so, <laughs> so how old? Remind us how old the young gentleman is. Five, F- five and a half. And I'll, and okay. I'll give you the whole setting. So, real quick, my brother's getting married next summer. Uh, my wife and our daughter went up to uh, help our future sister-in-law buy her wedding dress. So they were doing wedding dresses, bridesmaid dresses, flower girls, all that, all that fun. That left me. Mm-hmm. And the boy here for Boys Weekend, uh, we did the Air and Space Museum. We did IMAX movies. We did um, lots of junk food, Vienna Inn, uh, the, the Greasy Spoon in Town, uh, Wawa lunches, um, excellent stuff. And yes, today. <laughs> Wawa lunches? I love that that's on a list. <laughs> it, seriously, go go to Wawa. It's it's a epic yeah, convenience yeah. store out of Pennsylvania. Uh-huh. I, I'm near and dear to my heart. And get, and get some hoagies from there. And. Thank me later. I haven't done uh, but today, the, the other plan was that the major point was to show him uh, Star Wars. Um, for the record, the first one, the original, episode four. Okay. All right. I don't want to hear about any of the prequels. None of that. Uh, yes. The, the, the original. Uh, and he loved it. So um, I had been building up, telling him it's, it's an awesome space movie. It's one of my favorites. After the movie ended we talked about it i said all right what do you think he goes dad you were right it's an awesome space movie so i was like i'm done that's that's it i'm done done. now you're ready to show him the next two uh i'm gonna wait six months i'm gonna tell him there's another one he knows there's i I explained that there's nine episodes i said we're starting with this one this is where the story starts and then you know he knows there's more but i'm i'm gonna bait that i'm gonna build it up again yeah see this is funny i remember 
I don't know how long ago it was, uh, Rob and I went to a live taping of Nerdist uh, when they were doing a <laughs> traveling show of the podcast. And he was, we just happened to get in there early and they set up a microphone next to where we were. So Rob's like, yeah, there's a microphone there. I'm going to do that. I, I got it. I had the question already yeah. plotted out if I was able to get up there. And I was the second or third person in line. And so his so. question was a long, and I still, this, I still have this saved on my phone because uh, you were there. It was just, you know, if you were going to, I might, you know, going to have a kid soon. It's going to be a boy. Uh, should I? No, we didn't know. No, oh, I, you guys I didn't just, know? The, no, the quite, I was, I have a, I had a little one on the way. I said, other than Indiana Jones and Star Wars, what other critical movies do I need to enter? Do I need to plan to introduce? And yeah, God, the, the joke they had was good. I even it thought was, about that when I started. It was something today. along the lines of you should, uh, Show them Spaceballs first, and then tell them that Star Wars is the spoof, <laughs> is a spoof of <laughs> and do it that way. And ever since then, I've been thinking like that would be the best, best thing. That would be good. Ever. I, I even when I was putting the disc in the DVD player day, I was like, do I do this or do we do Spaceballs? Like that, def- that answer definitely came back to me. <laughs> no, I was. I thought that was pretty. I don't remember who did the joke or whatnot, but I was like, you know, that's a really good idea that's for someone. That's a solid that's one, yeah. That's that's worthwhile. So, I'm glad they liked it. I've been. Sure. I also, I'm glad they liked it too. I also really liked the fear on Eric's face when I started talking and he had no idea what topic I was about to bring up. Win win, win win. When you have you know editing what? control, you can say whatever you want. Yeah. I'm I'm fine with the distraction because I'm getting a little anxious about him talking about his health. <laughs> Not for me, but for him. Yeah, it's all good. Um, no, I remember uh, Hillary had never seen any of the Star Wars when we started dating, so um, I made the mistake of uh, we started with episode like one, I think, because it had just come out or somewhere around then. That was a mistake. So I'm glad you've did it correctly. No, you start with episode four, you ignore yeah. the first three, and call it a day. That's or, what I think yeah, we're going to do. There is that the, with the girls, because uh, the oldest one it likes to watch trailers on the um, Apple TV, so we'll go to the trailer part of that and just watch different trailers. So we have the different Star Wars ones favorited, and so we'll go back to those, and she'll watch the trailer for uh, for Rogue One and episode seven, and now yeah. the, the new one for Last Jedi. So we'll watch those trailers, and she... She thinks the trailers are the full thing, so I can't believe what she's gonna nice. how she's gonna react when she learns that isn't what the the actual whole movie is. There's also the machete order that you can do, which I haven't quite figured that uh, one out yet. Machete uh, order? Yeah, you, it's it's basically it's a way of setting it up where it's the original and then can't remember what it is. It's like four, then three, but basically you're kind of doing it through, through like it's flashbacks. Yeah, I think you start with four. You ignore episode one. As everyone should you do, do. I think you do four, five, three. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, I'll put it in the show notes. I'm, yeah. I'm looking it up now. I didn't even know there was a there was several. Wow. That's worthwhile. Yeah. Now, see, I, I will say oh, so the the key the what you do is you, if you're going to show them, you know, four through six, you can go back and let them watch then one through three with the understanding of, well, you know, sometimes ideas just don't work out that well. Um, but my kids, my kids think one through three are hysterical. Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Machete order. Machete order includes the bulk of the prequel material, but Luke's position as, as the narrative center is restored. So I don't even know what that means. 
Well, it's no longer about this, Yeah, the story just, revolves around Luke, but has the prequels in it. Okay. I thought that was pretty clear. Do they have something like this for Star Trek, Joe? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? I'm busy trolling the, the Falls Church Fire Department on Facebook. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't catch any of that. Uh, thanks, thanks for paying attention, Joe. <sighs> you, you can go back to your, your home. Joe, ha- Joe, how have your previous uh, attempts at uh, trolling people on Facebook gone? Well, I mean, I'm Facebook not as active on Twitter as Twitter, I used to be. So I was going to say, yeah, Facebook is a new thing for him. I'm waiting to see how, you know, yeah. he, Twitter, Twitter's where he normally does his trolling, and that's gone actively well that I think he's uh, no longer is on Twitter. So, yeah. Wait, is it trolling? Or I, I always thought it was his best work, we were calling it. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, no, the best work is those that take care of those kids with cancer. But, you know, that's a whole different thing for Joe oh, yeah. to work on. <laughs> I didn't know. Okay, I didn't. I wasn't listening. Much like the start of this conversation, I wasn't listening. <laughs> There's a theme. We just and he, he's probably gonna go complain on the disaster dad's Twitter page. After <laughs> right. <laughs> I do have the keys to the car, Dad. Okay, I need to send this. Right. Um, yeah. No. <laughs> One of these days, Joe will stop wearing glasses when we're on these episodes, so we won't be able to tell what he's watching on his. <laughs> on his computer screens because it just reflects off the lenses of his glasses so there you go now you can't see as soon as his now nose I can't gets see. right on the screen we... <laughs> oh there's the forehead it's like a Muppet did his eyes disappear <laughs> new slogan it's like a Muppet um, so good I didn't even know you were doing that so I'm glad he liked it yeah um was this pre-approved through the uh, spousal negotiation, or did? I, I don't know. What do you got to say that for? Not, I'm this, just. I was just asking. A, I'm a on a strict limit. A consultation was made. I said I thought he could handle it. I said, "What do you think?" And my wife said, "Well, our friends, uh, you know, waited till their boys were six, and I was like five and a half round up. We're good." Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty good. The, see well, the precedent I, is now. Here's the precedent though, because I saw, I saw Empire in the theater, so and I was younger than Kevin, so whatever. I wasn't That's, allowed out at after four o'clock. No, it was nap time my, for me around then. My dad I, set the precedent, so I showed my two-year-old all argue that the original three. That's, that's so, and then took him to see the Last Jedi in the theater or uh, Force Awakens in the theater, and then Rogue One, and he was cheering when Darth Vader appeared on screen. So, <laughs> well done, spoilers. well done, sir. But that's I was going to jump to Frank to find out when Frank showed his because, as long as I can remember, his boys have had some sort of obsession with Star Wars, and I figured it started at home. <laughs> it wasn't. It, it was definitely not nature. It was nurtured. Yeah. So it was I like, think uh, it, I was oldest was three, three and a half. Okay. Yeah, so I'm fast forwarded through certain parts. He was fine. Now, see, if you're if you're gonna fast forward through it, then just just be patient and wait. You, you know, did you really? Did he really need to see? You know. Yes, burned out body yes. parts. You need to see it's a cinematic I, masterpiece. You don't fast forward you, through. You Hillary. pause it. You watch. You make sure they know the who that is. Uh, his brother. <laughs> his brother was going to give him. You know what? If he hadn't seen it yet, I, I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> yeah. Now, once he's five, you sit his ass down and you make him watch the whole thing. 
Oh yeah. But yeah, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, my favorite was when my my wife was traveling someday and it was raining or terrible weather, so looking for something to do. And the kids had already seen the Star Wars or um, Star Wars movies, so I was trying to find my copy of Spaceballs, and I tore this house apart, couldn't find it. So I just rented it on uh, on Verizon on demand. And uh, my wife texts me and goes, "Did you order Spaceballs?" <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> yes, I did. That should never be a wrong question. Don't take any crap on that. I didn't. Until uh, she got home and the kids were like, we're surrounded by assholes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's very good. Yep, that one's on you. (laughs) Yeah. So we watched watched Ghostbusters today and I had to uh, fast forward through just one part, fortunately. And that's the uh, dream sequence. Oh. For which? Where um, um, where he gets blown uh, by the uh, ghost? Yes. Uh, oh, the Ghostbusters, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was the one part. It was Dan like, you know, doesn't, Dan doesn't know what we're talking about. No, I, didn't hear what, I didn't hear what movie it was. I Dan, didn't hear what movie it was. Dan has no idea. You're like, no, blown by the ghost. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got that. I'm there. Come yeah. on. <laughs> when he goes cross, <laughs> how can you not? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, dear listeners, let us know what age you started watching Star Wars at, or one of your other what time. Uh, <laughs> not inappropriate, but a, a classic movie from your childhood that you wanted to share with your kids. Like, I haven't done well, the other one. The other one that's a real question mark because there is a scene in particular is Top Gun. Yeah. Yes, that's okay. That scene I'm okay with fast forwarding through because that's a. The terrible blue scene? scene? That's a terrible yeah. scene. Yeah. It wouldn't even be a movie to begin with. Um, right. Take My Breath Away is a classic song. you got to respect the, the, uh, the film. Just because you can hit the high note on it, Dan, doesn't mean everybody <laughs> else. Oh. And I will, and I do. <laughs> Join us for Disaster Dad's karaoke. Karaoke. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be a nightmare. Top Gun, I would say... What? What age range? Uh, 10 to 12? Somewhere in there? 11? I'm looking yeah. at Frank's face. He's already shown it to his. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> awesome. Frank's like, uh, I'm not going to talk on this one. He got it the 30th anniversary for his 7th birthday. Nice. nice. I don't have that on yeah. DVD. I'm not paying for it. it. It comes on USA or Spike or whatever occasionally. If I find it, I'll what? show it to him. Sacrilege. I've got yeah. it on DVD and You're, digitally. Tell me there's not a Top Gun channel on Roku or something? Should be. <laughs> is Top Gun 2 really a thing? Is that a real thing or is that just an internet? It's been is that threatened. just Joe on no, the internet? It's, it's been threatened. It's, so, similar to North Korea testing an ICBM. <laughs> it's been threatened on multiple occasions. Uh, I don't know if it's it's actually going to happen or not. Kinda, Joe can look into that when he's done writing comments on um, Marine Corps Marathon posts. Right. <laughs> I really hope it doesn't. That would, re- Joe. It's okay. We know you're listening. You can smile. You can actually go for the yeah. full smile instead of the the sad one that you had going. Mm. Um, all right. Close out quickly. Uh, coming up. Oh, it's got a release date: 12 July 2019. Oh, shit. oh wow! Top Gun Maverick is the the working oh, title. God. Yeah, I, I thought I heard. Tom Cruise actually confirmed it on some interview he was doing. He did say that they were yeah, going to do it. There's something, it's something to do with drones. Like, he's, I don't know. 
this time it's like drones, not actual aircraft. I'm just. I think it'd be great yeah. if, it, if it opened and he actually was flying rubber dog shit out of Hong Kong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good one. Yeah. So just to to close out in uh, for those that do the no, uh, Movember in November, uh, good luck growing your stashes. And it's just a it's a month to remind people, or men especially, about prostate and. Um, uh, testicular cancer so i think there's actually like a men's health month like in june but this is just a yeah it's it works better to say november than moon so um so we'll do it's uh, it's also a major fundraiser it's, uh, it's huge, not just a reminder yeah. it's it's a whole you get yeah. people to sponsor you to grow your mustache it's a whole thing and like i said uh some of the dads that we joined together and did it before not going to be doing it again um uh, we haven't really talked if we're going to try to just set up a fundraising thing through the dads, whether we grow it or not. Oh, that would be fun though. Uh, how many would be, would any of the dads be willing to shave, go full baby face and start just a, a mustache? No. Oh. <laughs> Universally. Oh, just mustache. Just oh, I was going to say just, I just go baby yeah. face. I'm like, I got this down. <laughs> so I sidetrack. Uh, I talked to in the beginning of summer. I, was talking about it oh, i think i'm gonna shave the beard for the summer and i kid you not kevin came barreling down the hallway into the kitchen and yelled do not shave your beard <laughs> <laughs> all right all right guess that answers that question so uh yeah so anyways um i only bring that up because i just participated in my first physical in uh, five years uh bad on me uh, everyone should get out there every year and do an annual physical because if you have health care, most of them don't cost anything, and I don't know how much it costs if you don't have any health care. But uh, it's it's cheap if you do, and because they encourage you to do it for more, some reason. More than, I think it's more than zero. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, it's You're encouraged to do it because it's actually good for you to get checked out every year. Um, uh, but so anyways, uh, I just thought it was interesting to uh, – uh, go in and do it and do all the blood work. My physical is mainly just to, the doctor actually having a conversation, like just to make sure I'm all mentally okay. That was a, that was a nice part. Just, you know, checking in, make sure everything was going. Yeah. Good. We, we, we called him before you went in. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was actually curious about that. Uh, she's also the same one that, uh, my, the primary care for my wife. And she actually goes in in a couple of weeks. She's like, Oh, I'll just talk to her about this when I see her in a few weeks. Cause I know she's coming in for her. And I was like, Oh, excellent. This is, this is not going to go. Well. I'm not going to be able to hide any of this. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, but anyways, I think you should, uh, if you haven't, everyone should go in. I, uh, I was happy to not, um, last time I went, uh, I was listed as obese uh, because I had to go into the doctor, not for a physical, but I thought my kid had broken my nose with her head because yes. I couldn't breathe out of it. And it was um, uh, it was a little to a little to the uh, side. Yeah. So I had to go in and the doctor, uh, you know, you do the whole weight and stuff. And I was listed as obese. So this time not listed as obese. So success points on that. So I'm happy about that. But um, uh, everything else was not actually like in a, uh, in a, in a stellar zone. So um so I will be uh, giving up beer. So the dads will be seeing me drinking a lot of bourbon. That's supposed to be a little bit healthier for you. So I'm going to just do that. I'm trying to. Try not, I'm not going to do the calories. Gin. I'm just going to be doing the alcohol. Um, so you know, you'll see that. Yeah. No, I'm going to have to drink through the stash I have in my refrigerator, um, and then not going to good on a full on. Uh, uh, Rob health or Robin um, running plan or anything like that, or even Rob running plan, but I'm going to have to probably do some cardiovascular. So 
I'll probably have to do something uh, not even in between. I'm just maybe going to walk more to the car and just go. I'll park farther away. I lost my reserve spot right. at work, so I'm just going to park as far away as I can in the garage and then just walk to the <laughs> elevator. I think that I'm going to start slow. So doing that. But all of this to say, I hope the other dads go get their physicals because not that anything was bad, but uh, as my wife said, you're not old enough to have to go on cholesterol medication, so we should probably get this taken care of. So, yeah, that's just, just sampling that HIPAA allows me so to talk I, about. So I had my annual physical like three, four weeks ago, and what's crazy is that my physical, they also said that Eric was obese. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's weird. You try to hide it with the loose, and I try to wear the, the right kind of stripes. I don't want to wear the ones that go around my belly. I try to where the slimming looks, but it doesn't really hide it when you step on the scale. And uh, the nurse wasn't exactly thrilled when I said, can I do this naked to save some weight? So, Because um, <laughs> <laughs> I'd actually shaved my back and my shoulders, so I had at least five pounds of hair off. So that was, that was going to be helpful as well. Jeez. <laughs> All right. But before you go completely bonkers, since yeah, you brought tight. up Movember and physicals, you know, a lot of a lot of guys always they they are afraid of the uh, check for prostate cancer, and according to the American Cancer Society, there are two tests. There's a blood test and the one we all know about that you just got to get done. Um, but the good thing is for us, we still got some leeway because um, you can. The American Cancer Society says start having the discussion with your doctor around age 50 unless you're in a range of a higher risk. Um, and that's if you have a family history of people with prostate cancer in yeah. your family, then you're going to want to start talking around like 40, 45. Yeah. Um, so, so Rob, you've gotten it twice now is what you're saying. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but that, um, Rob, I, I, have, I have a physical coming up in February. That's how far out you got to go with my doctor. Uh, last time I went in for, I had, a weird allergy reaction where I was like having trouble breathing at some points over the summer. It was like, I'd be walking around. I couldn't catch my breath, but if I ran five miles, I was fine. So I was like totally weirded out by it. I go in and see her. I have the and, uh, and, and she's like, she's like, yeah, it's probably just allergies. I was like, no, really I'm having like chest pains in my neck and everything. She's like, no, you're fine. Just take Claritin. And she's like, do you, do you run? How often? I was like three times a week. She's like, yeah, well I'm not sending you for a stress test. That wouldn't make sense. She's like, you're fine. Get out. <laughs> Sometimes it's just we'll see. Reassuring. We'll see what she says uh, in February, but uh, yeah. But I still got some time before for those tests. But you do make a good. But point. if you're in the range, yeah. If you're getting to that age, or you know your family history, talk to your doctor about it. Talk to your doctor about anything. Just don't be afraid to ask stupid questions. The worst they're going to say is, "Don't worry about it. Stop asking me that." And um, and know some of your family history, like. You know, if you if you are estranged from any family member or whatever, you know, try to track down a little bit uh, of what you can get to, to share. So, like, because I got some information, I now know I need to start getting checked around 45. Like, you know, those are, even if you don't like the individual, you should probably use some third-party channels to find out some of the, the family history that you can because that will come into play sometimes sooner than later, sometimes a little bit later. So it's always good to know no matter what's what's going on so and be honest if they ask if you smoke tell them you smoke if they ask if you drink a lot tell them define a lot like work your way or, <laughs> yeah you know, 
If they ask if you're on a podcast, tell them the truth. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe they listen. <laughs> I well, just then, I just watch a podcast. I'm not on the podcast. Oh, you're, you're still in the credits. I updated your bio. Um, <laughs> but actually, by ha- by saying you're on the podcast, you actually get extra points because it's good for your health to have the conversation with just a social interaction with people you like. Remember, we talked about this. What? No. So we're going on a different oh, podcast. So you mean my friends next door? Yeah. <laughs> 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 You don't have any friends next door. It's just a golf course. Damn it. Yes, it is just a <laughs> golf course. So the hidden uh, Easter egg in this episode is everyone now figure out where Joe lives. This is can try to connect all these dots. I'm sure you can get part of it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to a screenshot of that, your face right now. Yeah, and I've he spent the last 15 minutes on a certain patch company website. Uh, I'm not going to give them any free advertising because we don't do that here. But um, they've got some good they've got some good shit out there. We need to we need to get a we need to get a little morale patch action going here on the disaster dads. Like uh, jump in on that. I'm still working on the coin angle. So all right. Uh, so yeah. With that. Um, Thank you for joining us again for this lovely episode. Uh, send us any ideas you have for future episodes on all of our connections. Disasterdads.com, Disasterdads on Twitter. Oh, that's an excellent website to use, by the way, Joe. Um, and um, uh, Disasterdads on the on the Facebooks. Uh, we'd love to get your ideas, love to get your comments, and um, any future uh, show ideas. The dads may be trying to organize a... Uh, trip to go watch a geostorm at an IMAX theater with full surround sound. So if you want to get on that, um, we'll try to time it on a day that, um, uh, Robin can go to see one down in Houston when, whenever he gets a chance. Sorry. This is the one part about not being anywhere in the area uh, that you're going to have to, yeah. not that yeah. we actually ever get together that often. So you may actually be in town the next time that we, uh, that we do this. So, um, we're, we're going to do karaoke afterwards, too. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. If uh, if anyone wants to sponsor us, there's a way that you can do a live stream a, a movie and comment on it while people watch while you comment on it. That could be where we could do Volcano. Um, yeah. And so we could try to do that. So logistics, working on that one <laughs> as well. Um, glad that you could be here. And uh, we panic so you don't have to. Thanks a lot, everyone. Bye. 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 <laughs> It's funny because that's kind of the sound that my penis made. <laughs> <laughs>